This week's episode of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia is dedicated to um, Zaire Kelly. Zaire Kelly was a future member of Team Typing Fast, senior at Thurgood Marshall Academy, who was gunned down and killed at the hands of a robber on his way home from a college prep program that he was attending. Zaire was known by his teachers and friends as a shining young man with a very bright future, was headed to had aspirations, sorry, for uh, to attend Florida A&M University, and unfortunately, his life was taken. Very tragically, wanted to dedicate the show to his life and give our prayers and support to his family, specifically his mother and father, his siblings, um, and all of his family in the Washington D.C. area. There are donations. If you would like to give a donation in honor of Zaire's life and to assist his family in um, honoring his life, the link will be provided in the description box below. But Zaire, we wanted to celebrate you and to honor you and your and the great life that you led. And um, we send support to your family. And uh, we're praying for all those that are impacted. We dedicate the show to you. Rest in peace, Zaire. Praise him. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome to another episode of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia, uh, where we talk all things um, adulting, the good, bad, and the things that we don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, welcome back for another episode. How are you doing today, sis? Well, today I'm your bro because um, I'm sick again. You're always so, sick. Spray's life. I know, off. man. You, and you know, you know, I bleach everything down and I spray Lysol and I wash my hands, but the kid goes to school and then the husband works out of school and a nigga is just sick. I just be sick. Mm-hmm. And the weather's changing and allergies and people are gross. So I'm just out here. I'll take good care of you. Mm-hmm. Stop right That's there. That's what a man's no, supposed you. to do. You need to take your vitamins. That's what you need to take. I do that too. Do you? Do what you want me to. Why do you have to sing oh, it? Nah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. What your what my Barry? No, we don't need Barry White. Let him rest. Come on, no, come on, no, come you. on, no, come you. on. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. How are you, sis? <laughs> Besides irritated. <laughs> I'm well, thanks. I'm well. I've got lots to do. Lots to do. How was your weekend? Busy, busy. busy. (laughs) Don't be. Don't white woman answer me. You know what you be asking. How are you doing? I'm all right. I have a lot to do. I'm busy right now. Doing so well. Thank you. Just so so much to do. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I get it. I'm not trying to hold no conversation with you. Busy, busy, (laughs) busy. But busy. How was your weekend so far? I'm not complaining. My weekend has been nondescript. I don't have anything exciting to to report. Um, just, you know, switching out. I've got to tr- travel again this week coming, so I just... Where you going this time? Chicago. Um, I love Chicago. I haven't been since I was young. Um, the food is delicious. All food is canceled until further notice, but... Wait, what? I will go. I will be there for just about a week, so... um. 
Yeah, I'm just here this weekend just switching out my bags and trying to clean my house and get ready for next week's activities because that is what adulting is all about. Because there is nothing like coming home from a trip to a clean house. That is necessary. Absolutely. Well, I saw my I saw my end-all be-all, Stevie. Yes, I know. I saw you were just out you in know, the streets. I just love Stevie. I was just out there singing by myself, me and some Asian man behind me. Um, and we were just getting our lives to Stevie Wonder. I went with, with a friend and some of her um, her little cousins and stuff, but... It was dope to see him twice, because you all know that's my favorite artist of all time. Where did you see him? At the uh, Global Citizen Music Festival. So it was Stevie Wonder. He brought Pharrell on stage. Um, He announced Pharrell. Pharrell did not come out. And then he prolonged the song for probably about five minutes. Um, And then Pharrell came out dazed and confused as if he didn't know what was happening. He wanted to be (laughs) humble. People just want to pull you out into the front when you just would rather just not talk in front of the people. I get it, Pharrell. I do. Ooh, but five, he was late. Stevie was like, Pharrell. And then there was no Pharrell. <laughs> so I saw Stevie. I saw Green Day. So I got my little uh, alternative music life for just a couple minutes. But Stevie, you, you know, that's just, I, I could just go on and on, but I won't. So I was very happy about that. But... We here, praise the Lord, niggas. We're happy to talk to you all again for another week of getting grown. Um, make sure you are 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 listening every week, and we thank you all for continuing to do so and sharing the word. We get so many new listeners every week, and we're so appreciative of all the positive interaction. Um, and I see you all reaching out to each other, like, who lives here? Who lives there? There's like three black people in my hood. Where you at? So I think that's absolutely dope. Yes, absolutely. And we also get a lot of emails from people giving us updates and letting us know how yes. the information that we share on the show is, you know, useful and helpful and making them think and giving them, um, you know, uh, different things to research and look into. Um, was speaking to, not speaking to, but tweeting with a young lady earlier today who, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few episodes back, we shouted out a diversity program that was being held at Auburn University. And yes. uh, she participated in it and she uh, sent me a tweet to thank us for sharing that because she really enjoyed it. And she's so grateful to have learned about it through getting grown. So we wanted to we just want to say that we are super grateful. I still can't believe um, I went to get a shape up yesterday and I was talking to Joe the Barber Ooh. and um, she was just telling me how many people have reached out to her um, as a result of us talking about her. Yeah. on Shout out to my sis. And, you know. Just we just spent a little time talking about how crazy this whole experience has been, and that you know I never really anticipated or was interested in being on a podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. now that this is a thing and it's happening, it's really cool to see that um, you guys are listening and you know uh, yeah. are finding our episodes enjoyable and useful. Because I mean. Word. I don't be talking about nothing, but I mean, if, if whatever, uh, that's mostly whatever, me, <laughs> whatever <laughs> or our experiences or laughs or jokes or foolishness, whatever, whatever we can share, we're happy to do it. And um, so happy. Yeah, man. So thank you all for listening. Oh, continue to do that. And what are you going to say? Speaking of which, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to cut you off. Um, 
we went to a house party last night, a house gathering in East New York. And Fran and Crystal came with me. And um, when we were leaving, there was a young man who shouted us out and he listens to all of the shows, which is very awkward to go into a house party situation. In, but he was like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a lie. He was like, you know, it, it's dope. And, and I think it's it's amazing what you guys are doing and keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? For niggas like me. So uh, we appreciate you all always chiming in and letting us know that you're listening. And again, that community is is amazing. It's amazing. And I'm I'm, go ahead, Joe the Barber. Y'all indeed. better go out here and support her. Indeed. You better support all these businesses we shout out. That's why we shout them out. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Speaking of which, yeah, I guess that rolls us right on over into shout out to my true, sis. True. My sis is popping right now. like. So shout out to my sis this week is our good sis, Steen Fox. Hey, Steen. You know, Steen is our, is our favorite, is one of our favorites. We absolutely love her. Um... She put in some, she was there for the, if you all listen to the 20-somethings episode, she had some wonderful advice up there. But we shout out Steen this week, not for her amazing words or her witty humor or her giving spirit, because she's amazing. When I went to LA, she took impeccable care of me. But um, we're shouting her out because she's got a business called Sanctuary Decor. You can find her on Instagram under sanctuary underscore decor. You can also find her on Etsy forward slash sanctuary decor. Uh, we'll make sure to put all the links in the description box. But Steen makes merino wool blankets by hand. They're pretty, pretty. They're pretty, pretty. Like pretty nice. I mean, they're, they're gorgeous. gorgeous. I don't know. I don't know why. They're gorgeous. Pretty twice is appropriate because they're that great. <laughs> Carry on. They're so, they look braided. They look like the most impeccable regal braid out ever. Um, and then you have, so if you check out Fran's Instagram, Fran has a baby pink one on her bed. Uh, I have a navy blue one that I got made for my husband. And the wonderful thing about merino wool is it regulates the temperature of your body. So she was really thoughtful in putting this together. And so we want to make sure we definitely check her out with the fall coming and the winter coming. Winter is coming. Uh, with it coming, we definitely want you guys to hit up Steen for your merino wool blankets at Sanctuary Decor. Check her out on Instagram. Check out her Etsy page. They are custom made. You can pick your colors. You can pick your sizes. So it works for you and what you need in your home. So make sure you hit up Steen. And then if you're just on Twitter and you want some funnies, follow Steen because she's hilarious. Absolutely. She's hilarious. She certainly is. Love you, Steen. Y'all support uh, support our sis. Um, you won't be sorry. You'll be all warm and nope, snuggly. Nope, love you, sis. Warm and snuggly in your sanctuary decor blankets. Do that, do that, do that. It's cuddle season. Aw, F that. Anyway. It's cuddle season. If you ain't got nobody to cuddle with, with it's fine. Cuddle with your merino wool sanctuary decor blanket. I mean, okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Gather around to the kitchen table, boys, girls, cats, dogs, beloveds, <laughs> and I guess enemies. Um, no. This week, uh, we're going to talk about, um, well, I don't know. I guess I thought the conversation this week will probably be a bit more free-flowing than usual, uh, mainly because um, I'm not entirely sure that I know exactly how i feel about what we're going to talk about um <laughs> but i did feel like Honest. that there's that I, I feel like there's there's some meat here for decent discussion so i'm just going to throw it out there and see where it takes us 
So in the media, we, you know, every so often, I'm with a lot more regularity these days, but we are, you know, confronted with another story of infidelity. Um, and I guess the latest is uh, Kevin Hart and his um, air quote apology on <laughs> Instagram <laughs> to his uh, current wife, Aniko Parrish. Um, was carrying his third child. So for those of you who have not uh, yet been informed of what's going on there, um, some random woman um, threatened Kevin Hart and I guess his camp or team or whomever um, to go public with uh, with some footage that she had of Kevin in an adulterous situation with another woman, a woman other than his current wife. Um, and, you know, asked for a large sum of money um, in exchange to keep the story private. Kevin took to the interwebs to um, apologize to his wife and his children um, and say, you know, I'm not going to let anyone benefit off of my mistakes. Um, And there's been a flurry of all kinds of, um, you know, gossip and media coverage about the state of Kevin Hart's marriage. Um, Aniko has, well, allegedly Aniko has decided to uh, stay with Kevin and was spotted out with him this week having lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I say allegedly because uh, the only, the only thing I was able to find on the internet, it was just someone, uh, I think E Online published a story that said that they had there was an inside source that says that Aniko has decided to stay. Aniko herself has not said anything. Um, she hasn't said a single thing. Um, uh, but the the inside source says that Aniko is more frustrated with the fact that there's so much media coverage around the story than she is um, with Kevin, and she has decided to stay with him because he's been a good husband to her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, the definition of good husband. Um, that is to be, listen, I don't have any husband. So maybe I'm not in the position to give a definition of a good husband. But I don't think it's that. right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to just throw it out there and see because we get more and more. I feel like we have more and more stories. We don't we don't hear so much about women cheating on their husbands. Um, but I do believe that is happening. Um yeah, but I guess I could say if we think about things, if we think about stories like Aniko and Kevin, we think about Tiny and Ti. If we think about uh, uh, Gabrielle and Dewani, <laughs> if we think about <laughs> Lala and Carmelo, if we think about Jay Z and Beyonce, I mean, mm. we, it seems as though uh, mm. forgiveness is something that is happening. Um, and I just wanted to talk about. Forgiveness as it relates to infidelity or forgiveness in relationships, forgiveness in friendships, forgiveness, just forgiveness. Um, and I guess kind of unpack, you know, what I guess unpack what's going on and, and our reactions to it and, and what that means for us, if anything. Um, so I don't really again, I don't really have. Uh, I feel like there are some of our episodes where I feel like I have, uh, you know a bit more of a position. I know what I'm going to say. But in this case, I'm just kind of interested in talking through uh, what, what's going on. 
um, in these relationships and what that means for those of us who are, you know, navigating relationships of our own. Does it does it weigh how we view them? Does it weigh how we view ourselves? Does it weigh the standards that we set? Um, because, I mean, I remember once upon a time, it would be like cheating was a deal breaker. And we would all talk about how we wasn't going to take A, B, C, D, E, and F, and G. Mm-hmm. And we was going to pack our things and go out. You know, we don't have time because, I mean. And G-H-E-T-T-O-U-T. All of that. Um, but <laughs> now it seems as though uh, infidelity is not a deal breaker um, for many so I guess I'm asking you this as a married person and just kind of like generally um, what your what your thoughts are. Um, is, is there an expectation? Do you think the expectations or do you think how we think about infidelity has changed and how we think about and is it really like are we for, I guess I'll stop. I'll stop there. Do you think our expectations around infidelity have changed? And I guess we can carry on. No, I don't actually. Okay. Um, I don't think they've changed. And the reason I say that is because niggas have been cheating since been cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back to 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 the old niggas, days, male and female, we, not just <laughs> nigg- Yeah, like, right. Like niggas is all encompassing right in this, you know. But uh, specifically, of the male origin, if you go back, if you go back in time. You know, before the internet and stuff where it was easier, niggas like had whole families and stuff. You know what I'm saying? They had like whole other like families, whole other sets of kids. Um, Sometimes they had multiple kids by multiple women. Uh, I have an uncle who's like that. And sometimes they have another like literally another family. Um, And so I think a lot of times and there were a lot of times when women knew what was going on your grandmothers and your mothers and your great grandmothers knew what was going on. And a lot of them, I don't know if they didn't feel like they had an option to leave or if it was just easier this way. It's not necessarily something they want to deal with, but it is what it is. I know a lot of times the standard of trying to keep your family together, because that's the one thing if we look at this pattern of people that we've just spoken about, um, you got your family, you know, you got kids involved in pretty much all of these situations. And that always adds an added layer of um, complexity to the situation. Um, there was once upon a time where I was like, cheating is an absolute no, and I'm never going to deal with it. And if a nigga cheats on me, like I'm I'm finished, I'm done. And then I got cheated mm-hmm. on <laughs> and I wasn't finished and I wasn't done. Um and then I was finished and I was proud of myself for that. But now I, I spoke to me and my cousin had a conversation. I'm sorry if I'm oh, no, no, place. carry on. Uh, me and my cousin had a conversation one time years ago, before, long before I was married uh, or even with Tristan. And she was married. And um, we were talking about cheating. And I was like, hell no. Like, you know, if a nigga cheats on me, like it's a rap. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know. I said that and now I'm married and she's like, I'm not saying that I will cheat. I mean, I will, I will deal with it. I'm not saying that it is okay for him to cheat, but I am saying right now that I'm not sure I would leave immediately if I found out he cheated on me. She's like, I guess it would deal. It would depend on the situation, but you know, being in this marriage now and having a child, I, I can't, I don't know what I would do. 
Um, and now being in a situation with a nigga with a child, and no, uh, he hasn't cheated on me that I know of, <laughs> but um, being in a situation with a nigga with a child, first of all, there's a, a certain level of respect that you uh, expect from your partner. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain level of respect that you expect, but being with him now and seeing that we have a kid and like just how intertwined our lives are. I can't say hard and fast right now, if this nigga cheated tomorrow, it'd be a wrap. And I'm going to be perfectly honest by saying that. And that's not saying that I'm okay with him cheating or that, um, uh, like I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not giving him a pass whatsoever. However, I am saying that I don't know what I would do. I could leave, but I could not. Hmm. I think that's fair. So, yeah. I mean, as far as Nico and Kevin are concerned, I don't know. I guess we can say this about all the celebrities. Like, it's not a situation that we have, you know, firsthand knowledge of what's happening behind the scenes. And the information that we get it, that we are getting, you know, the credibility of it is, you know, questionable at best. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But... From the outside looking in, my heart goes out to Nico. Um, And I kind of look at it from the perspective of like, this is not uncharted waters for your boy, Kevin Hart. Uh, And when I I think back to the circumstances uh, that, the circumstances circumstances under which (laughs) Kevin and Nico got together. (laughs) Now, I don't know that if, it, I don't know for certain if Nico was dealing with Kevin when he was still married to Tori. I don't believe that that was the case. But I do know that regardless of that, Nico got a lot of flack in the beginning for being with Kevin Hart. Like in the beginning, people called her all kinds of homewreckers, all kinds of names, all kinds of bitches, all kinds of hoes. And the baby never said anything to anybody. She was just in a relationship with Kevin Hart and she took it. She took it like a G. She same with Alicia Keys, honestly, because mm. <laughs> I don't see, feel bad for see, Alicia. You see right there. No, but here's the thing: we don't know for certain if if um drumsticks, drumsticks, and and whistles drumsticks over there, and, and Mashanda. That's what I call it because that's what Swiss beats beats sound like. They sound like he gets like milk oh cartons and drumsticks and whistles, and then like a bunch of do doodads, and and he makes a beat. But anyway. Um, we don't know. Like she f- has has said, Alicia has come out of her mouth and said he was not. He was not. Uh, what did she say? He was married. Well, I don't know. She said she wasn't dealing with him when he was with his wife. Did Mashonda say that? That's what she said. Are we taking her word? Mashonda did not say that. Are we, say, are we, take, are we taking know. her word against Mashonda's? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all know. Y'all I don't know. know. I don't know. Y'all know. <laughs> I have I my own feeling. All I know was I wasn't exactly. there. I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying know. the but point anyway. that I was trying to make was that Aniko's always had to ha- carry, like there's always been some kind of um, ridicule or speculation or mm-hmm. just kind of like mess surrounding her relationship. And some would say, you know, you get... um I don't know. Some would say that you can't, how you get them is how you lose them. Like some would say that. I'm not saying that, but some mm-hmm. would say that. Um, but I some also feel that. like 
I'm that's why I am I think more angry with Kevin Hart because I feel like he oh, put her now he's put it like oh, given all that she's had to deal with to even be with him and she still did that he still put her in a situation where she has egg on her face again and I feel like she is um, bound not bound I guess but like the circumstances are different because she's pregnant right now like bound <laughs> bound she's pregnant <laughs> right now at this very moment you had it right <laughs> She's bound um, to him by by blood at this point. I feel like the for for but when I think about like this in the context of forgiveness and where she would need to be in order to forgive and what that would require and what's what that looks like, you know, I just I if I I wish I could be a fly on the wall um to just like know. ask her like what her process is because if I think if it were to happen to me, I, I hope she beats uh, me. <laughs> um <laughs> if it were to happen to me, like I just wonder like what that would like what would i be able to bounce back and and what would that process look like and and how strenuous it must be to go through something so so difficult and in the public eye um here's the thing here's the thing we and i just told i i went through this through this whole thing with you saying like i don't know but again and i said it in the there it is so it is situation. It is circumstantial. You know my what my for, forgiveness is contingent upon, because if a nigga got me out here like Kevin Hart, where this stuff came out right, you're already a celebrity. So there's a certain level of discretion that you have to have as it is. But the stuff came out, and you like made this video. You made this video talking about how ridiculous it was and how much of a lie it was and how much you love your family and blase, blase, blase. And then the shit comes out where the girl's like, oh, hold on, nigga. I got videos, which, by the way, is illegal. But I got videos and I'm if you don't give me money, I'm going to put these videos out and your wife's going to know what's going on. Like now you got me looking real stupid out here. I mean, that's that's my beef with it, because I mean, if we think back to the deal breaker episode, my my number one deal breaker is don't have me out here looking stupid. Looking don't have stupid. me out here looking stupid. That goes for if I'm leaving out the bathroom and my my dress is tucked into my drawers. That's your job to tell me. And and your and job, if that goes all the way from that right there, that goes all the way up to you being conscious of the decisions that you make. And how they impact the people that surround you and are closest to you and the people that you say you love so dearly. The person that you say is your rib. The person who is a part of you. Um, Responsibility. So, I mean, in turn, I don't want to be, I don't know. It's hard because I was talking, uh, I was thinking through this earlier and I don't want this to be like a judgment. I don't want to pass judgment because from the outside looking in, it's, it's easy for us to speculate and, and, and oversimplify some of these things because I mean you cannot talk about complex things like marriages and relationships simplistically that's why I'm leery to say oh I would definitely leave or whatever because I think it's fair to say we all would have to pause and consider costs and benefits of you know our decision if it were to come down to it but I did want to talk about like the expectation of forgiveness so um, is there an expectation? Do you think that women are expected to, um, 
be more forgiving in instances like this versus like, let's say the tables were turned. Let's say that Aniko got caught cheating. Yes. With her pregnant self. He'd be out. Would, would, be would, out. The, would, the, would the situation be different? If she made an apology on her Instagram page, uh, would Kevin be so inclined <laughs> as to, uh, you know, consider her pleas for forgiveness and, you know, forgive her. Um, I was just doing some, <laughs> some, so I, I wanted to talk about this double standard because if we think, if we just think about mm-hmm. like how vehemently, <laughs> how loudly, how strongly the Lawrence Hive stood on each other's shoulders and screamed and, and cried about how horrible a person Issa is, for, Issa was for cheating on Lawrence. Um, some of these same niggas are out here talking about we giving Kevin like y'all Kevin Hart did the right thing by apologizing Let's, he's, a, he's a man he owned up to his mistake and we ought to just you know things happen and, and Nico's going to stay because of the money and blah 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 I just wonder if the tables hmm. would turn like would, would the situation be different of course it would there, like, there is a double standard and we just need, like, I don't want to hear nothing about it because it is what it is. You hear niggas say it all the time and you see it. Men, when a woman cheats and a man finds out, his world is crushed because his ego is bruised, okay? Kicked in the balls. If a man gets cheated on, it is the end of it. He doesn't want to hear nothing else. You're a whore. You're a, you're all kinds of stuff. If a woman cheats, if a nigga cheats, there is an expectation of forgiveness. There's always an there's an excuse. A lot of excuse me, I'm not going to say always, but a lot of times there's an excuse as to what you were not doing that made that air quotes made him go out and cheat. Um, there's also uh, I've heard things like. Well, I'm better than I used to be. What does that even mean to me right now? Like there is completely a double standard when a nigga cheats as opposed to when a woman cheats. I mean, even if you look, because I did some research, some some Googling, and I saw like there are actual articles and blogs and think pieces out here about why cheating is so devastating for men. And even the language used is like, you know, when a man cheats, you know, it's an attack. I mean, when a man cheats, it's a mistake. But when a woman cheats, it's an attack on a man's manhood. You incapacitated him. You have not, yep. you know, you are, you, you no longer respect him. There's no way that he can show his face around his friends and family because, uh, you know, he's been so wronged. But why is it that women are expected to deal with that level of betrayal and, you know, just bounce back? Like, it's a mistake. Like, you cheating on me is not an attack on my womanhood. It's just a, a mistake. It's a, it's, a lap, it's a lapse in judgment on your part. Um, but for me, it's an opportunity for me to, you know, prove how much I love you or prove how, how, right. um, prove, you know, how much, how much I'm, why I, why I deserve to not right, be cheated or, on. Or, right. Or, um, my willingness to be like a ride or die. So I think that there right. are, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. And, um, do you think that that double standard, okay, let me just ask you this. Where did that? Where does it come from? Is it like? Is it like patriarchy? <laughs> I don't want to use that word because I'm not one of those girls. But is it? Is it patriarchy? Is it like? Um, 
It's a misogynistic double standard. It is what it is. Mm. It's misogyny. It's, I'm a man. You should forgive me for what I did because I am imperfect. However, you, you, you can't go do the same thing. I'm not going to have the same reaction. And what I don't understand is why a woman, because everything that a man, his ego is, why his ego is bruised when he gets cheated on is the same thing for a woman. We feel disrespected. We feel betrayed. We feel disgusted. Especially, no. I, that's why my heart really bleeds for Nico because I'm just like, this, now to my knowledge, now she could have businesses and other ventures that I don't know anything about. But to my knowledge, Nico's job is to be Kevin Hart's wife right now. Um, yeah, maybe sell some flat tummy tea before the baby like, and after. But, but So there is some some level of reliance on him. And, and that's part of the problem. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but I also feel like if we think if we t- now this might be this is probably different for every everybody. But for me, a husband, the definition of a husband means that you're supposed to cover me. And, right. you know, so that that reliance is um, some might argue that that's a part of the problem. But I argue that like. If I've committed to you and we are married, then biblically, spiritually, I am supposed to rely on you. <laughs> and and that's why, like, you know, husband is not just a cute term that, you know, we use in dating situations. But I feel like husband is a responsibility. And you you did not like you failed, you know, at, at keeping that responsibility. And now I'm left holding the bag and the baby. Here's the thing, too. I agree with you 100%. I'm going to make this okay. inclusive. When anybody, <laughs> any human, <laughs> gets with another human and commits themselves to that human being, you are taking on the responsibility of protecting that other human being. Both of you all are taking on a responsibility to respect one another, to love one another, to keep one another. So this can flip into another conversation, which we should probably save for another kitchen table talk, but about um, emotional abuse and how when a person has been cheated on or a person does have forgiveness issues, how another another partner can hold use that against them and take advantage of that and also not put them in a place where they feel safe. But that's another conversation. But I say all that to say, when you choose and you commit yourself to somebody else, you are choosing to take on the responsibility of of helping to make them feel safe. (laughs) Protecting them. This is a place of comfort. So it doesn't even matter your sexual orientation, any of that. When you choose to be in a committed relationship, you choose to protect the other person. You all choose to protect one another. And when anybody steps out of that situation, it's disrespectful. It's hurtful. I just pray that I agree with you. And I just pray that in. I just feel like I'm going to kind of turn the conversation a little bit now, but I'm thinking when you say Mm -hmm. that 
it just makes me think. I just hope and pray. And I'm not going to say that. I don't know for sure that Kevin Hart has not said or has not apologized for the, these things because we're not in their house. We don't know the ins and outs of their conversation. But I'm just thinking that, you know, right. um, I would just need for him to fully acknowledge the weight <laughs> or and the gravity of this mistake um, in the in, you know, before I would be willing to engage in the process of forgiveness. And speaking of the process of forgiveness, I want to kind of turn the conversation because I don't want this to just be about why we feel like Kevin Hart is trash. But um, <laughs> I wanted to talk more about what's thinking through what are some of the things that would be required. I mean, I'm not married, but I've been cheated on. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure what uh, what my response would, were to be if I were cheated on within a marriage. Um, but I, I do feel like I should, or it would be valuable for me to give some thought to the process of like what would be required. Like, what do I need in order to forgive? Um not, you know, j- just saying, like, what what would be the conditions where I feel like I would be more apt to forgive? Um, because, yeah, yeah. So, because, you know, love is unconditional. And we're not, I'm not saying that, you know, you know, if we, we're supposed to love unconditionally, that's all well and good. But I'm saying in order for us to be wise and to be and to have healthy relationships, once once someone has betrayed you in such a, a such a serious and significant way. We should have some standards or or boundaries or or consideration. We just we should have some things in place that will make sure that that the behavior that hurt us will never happen again. So, right. What do you think if it were to happen to you? What what would be necessary? What would be required? What what would have to have be in place if Kevin? If you were a Nico, Kevin Hart was asking you for forgiveness. What are some of the things that you would be like? these are the things we need in order for us to think about moving forward. I got to have A, B, C, D. Well, for one, I need open communication. Um, And I'm going to evaluate. I'm going to stop. If this was to happen to me, I'm going to stop and I'm going to, I'm going to evaluate our situation prior to me knowing this information. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to think to myself, okay, you know, have we had several conversations about different needs within the relationship or something that somebody is not getting within the relationship or what have you. Is there something, is there anything, and this is not blaming oneself, so let me be very clear about that, but just making sure, taking personal responsibility first and being like, all right, and that does not mean at all that you deserve to be cheated on if there was something that you were lacking on because it's disrespectful, flat out. But I am going to stop and say, okay, have we had conversations about issues within our relationship? You know, was this something that I kind of saw coming down the pipeline because of the circumstances that were going on and the dynamics that were going on between the two of us? That's the first thing I'm going to do. Because a lot of times you may have a lot of division, you may have a lot of issues within a relationship, and you'll see it. Actually, I've seen it from men and women who have both been like, you know what? Because I do know men who have forgiven. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be unfair. I do know men who are forgiven, but I know more men mm-hmm. who speak against forgiveness of a woman's infidelity. But um, I have heard, you know, people say, you know, I, I was fucking up. I was fucking up, and I gotta own up to that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that doesn't make it okay, but 
I can I've I've heard people completely justify and say, I, like I get it because I was I wasn't doing A B C D or E. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I've heard that. I just want to I want to be clear about that. Um, but I'm trying to answer your question, and I don't feel no, like you I'm are. You said question. that you would first, you know, take a step back and look at your yeah. You have to. I gotta yeah. do that first, and go then ahead, I go gotta ahead. look at. I gotta look at your. Um, I gotta look at your at. at at, first of all, you like your reaction to the situation, how the circumstances surrounding the situation. Like, did I find this out because some shit blew up in your face or did you come to me and did you talk to me about what was happening? You know what I'm saying? Like you ended up coming and being like, listen, this is what it is. And I'm not proud about it. But so it's like it's all circumstantial mm-hmm. <laughs> with me. Um, but if it was to happen to me, I think those were some those would be some of the steps that I would take. First, because you have to always you got to look at yourself first in every situation. You always check yourself first. And then once you're good, then you go for the other nigga. You know what I'm saying? Then you can really go for it. Like, no, actually, you fucked up. You did this. You disrespected me. You blah, blah, blah. Um, But in order for me to forgive. I got to know you sorry. I got to I got to feel that you are sorry. I don't need to know. I don't need to hear it from you. I need to feel it from you. I need to feel it from you, not just by your words. I need to feel it with you by your actions, by your interactions with me, by your body language. Like I need to know in my gut of guts, in Mm -hmm. my shundo, that you are truly sorry for this bullshit that you just put me through. And if I don't feel that, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's real. And this is not, and you know, this is not when you're dealing with a psychopath because we all know that psychopaths <laughs> can pretend to be this. Um, no, this is dealing with real humans. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in trusting your gut. You know what I'm saying? You know when a nigga is sorry. You know when a nigga is just out here, and you know when a nigga like fucked up. Because there's a difference. There's a difference. Some people are just terrible, terrible people, and then some people just fuck up because we are imperfect human beings. And so that's another thing I'd look at. Are you a fuck up? <laughs> Are you or did you make a mistake? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what have been your patterns prior? You know, what was your pattern in this particular situation? How sneaky were you? How manipulative were you? I mean, that's real. The fact of the matter is that, you know, it's yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's real. The fact of the matter is that, you know, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, and it's naive of us to think that it wouldn't happen to us um, ever. So for me, I agree with everything that you said, um, especially in that, you know, really needing to know that you fully understand the way that, that your behavior has impacted me. And this is actually, this is good because it's not just um, in relationship and it's not just with respect to romantic relationships, but even in terms of friendship, like, exactly. you know, there, there's yep. betrayal and and um, that goes on within friendships as well. Um, and, it, and when that happens, you know, what in, in, in order for me to forgive, um, I need, like you said, to know that you understand the way that your behavior has impacted me, like fully understand it and that and that you are yep. sincerely and genuinely apologetic. Um, like, and that what's what's gonna be really key for me is change. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's the hardest one. The hardest one because, you know, it's going to take some time in order for us to see that. So I think, uh, like, it's going to, like, just just like, oftentimes, like, when you tear a ligament or you tear something in your body, um, you break a bone, you, you break, you fracture something, you know, I think about the time, this is like when I first moved here, I was doing something i was making some macaroni and cheese and i was cleaning my bathroom at the same time <laughs> terrible uh actually i started the macaroni and cheese i wasn't making it but i you know i had boiled my water and put my noodles in and i went in the bathroom and i was you know you know scrubbing something in the bathroom and i realized oh my noodles are boiling right so i was cleaning my house and cooking mm-hmm. and cleaning i had a big garbage bag from when i cleaned up the kitchen in the middle of the kitchen and i jumped over the bag to turn the noodles off and before i knew anything i was on my back i fell and broke my pinky toe right so oh my god the time that it took like it was so fast i didn't even realize that i had fallen i was just like whoa (laughs) how did i get down here and then when i went to stand up and my foot was like no bueno um, that's when i realized (laughs) that my toe was broken so it literally took half of a millisecond (laughs) to break my toe but I was out of my good shoes for eight weeks. So I'm saying that it's, it's really mm-hmm. quick to like, the damage is done super quickly in the flash and a blink of an eye, but the healing took weeks. So when I say that, right. like change, like I'm gonna, in, in dating relationships, romantic relationships, if there's betrayal and, you know, in, in me seeing how sorry you are, it's going to be more than what you say. It's going to have to be reflected in your actions. And that's going to take some time. So I, I feel that's like, it. you know, that being said, all this that goes on with, you know, Aniko and Kevin Hart and Carmelo and Lala and even J and B and all that, like, that's what we don't see. We don't see the time. Like we don't see the time, the, the healing that, that had to, to, take place in order for these couples to get back to a place where they were willing to give it another shot. Um, yeah. We saw the what Mrs. Carter did, world tour. And didn't realize and that, no that we, what we were seeing. <laughs> That's what we were seeing. Was, was Beyonce running all over Europe and Jay-Z Indeed. running behind her. <laughs> we did not see her blocking him. We did not see her. Uh, do not disturbing her phone, declining his phone calls, hitting the side button. We didn't see none of that. We saw the Mrs. Carter. <laughs> God damn, the Mrs. Carter world tour. <laughs> like, that is what we saw. We did not see when Beyonce found out this nigga had a threesome with two white women. Helpless Jesus. Two white that women. so troubling. Like, we did not see that. We did not know that at the time and so the healing again like you said the healing the healing is the process that um Yo, it's rough man because you'd be going through all like you got the stages you got the, the extreme sadness you know what i'm saying then you got where you all right and then you bust out in tears because you think about the shit then you got the steps where like rage as hell like and you want to knock that nigga's head off Bruh. like then you got the steps where you want to go out and be a hoe for a second and then you like nah let me not do that because that's not that good like there's so many stages that you go through while you're forgiving um but it's rough 
It's a rough, rough place to be. Um, it's a hard place to be. And it's not, we are by no means uh, in this kitchen table talk telling uh. you all what to do in these situations because, again, they are circumstantial. Um, there are benefits to forgiveness. I was looking up some online. Um, there's health benefits to forgiveness uh, aside from healthier relationships and greater spiritual and psychological well-being. It You have less anxiety, stress, and hostility, lower blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, stronger immune system, improved heart health, and higher self-esteem um, when you truly forgive. So it, there are benefits to forgiveness for yeah. yourself. So if anything, I would say holding on to hurt and anger you have every right to grieve um and and process the way that you need to but it will hurt you in the long run in the long long run to not um to not practice some sort of forgiveness and forgiveness that's another thing that i want to talk about Forgiveness does not always mean yes. reconciliation. Yes, and forgiveness is not like a sign of weakness. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a he right. won and she lost. Right. It's, it's actually, actually a sign, a sign of, strength. of strength. Like, I think that that's a huge takeaway because I saw this, I sent it to you, but I saw this meme, right? It was a meme of Kobe Bryant, and his wife, and Gabby and Dwani. I just refuse to say Dwayne because that's not, I know how phonics, I know what letters mean. You know what I'm saying? Phonetically. Dewani. Anyway. Dewani. Gabby and Dewani. And it said, here are two couples or two marriages, two women who are ha are happily married because they didn't allow a little cheating to ruin their relationship. Right? Yeah, you so what you made know. me so angry about that? Right? Is because... First a of all, cheating. yes, let's not um, glaze over the fact that infidelity is a supreme betrayal, right? Like, especially in the context of a marriage. If you have, like, if, if uh, you, like a traditional marriage, because I know that there are, are other, other, you know, the people are out here with open marriages and all of that. That's none of my business. But I, Yeah, I saw all of that, all of that where they thought we oh, were they shaming. Did? Um. Yeah, and let me hold on. Wait, pause. Tangent. When were they? Uh, we. It was on Twitter. There was a couple people who were. Uh, they felt away because they thought we were shaming um, polyamory and polygamous relationships. We were by no means shaming polyamorous and polygamous relationships. If that's what you choose to do, that's your business. We were speaking from our personal experience and what we can't deal with. And I know me and my good mind. Cannot I'm I cannot be in that type of relationship. But I'm not shaming you if you can. Kudos I, to you, my nigga. Shouts out. I will to say you. this. I will say this again. I feel like I've said it before. I think that a lot of times you can't. You could conflate uh, um, disagreement with judgment. Like if I if I say that I disagree right. with something, or if I say it doesn't work for me and it works for you. Um, that me. doesn't mean that I'm shaming you or I'm judging you. That means that it doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And I think that that is the beauty of the internet is that there's a whole lot of space and there, there are people out here 
um, you know, that can talk about whatever they want. And there are lots of, of podcasts where people say things that I don't agree with or understand or have any or I'm ignorant of, like I don't have knowledge of. And I don't take that as an occasion to say, you know, oh my gosh, these people are shaming me because they don't agree with me. I'm saying, oh, I just don't know about that. And, you know, that's that. Um, Or it's not for me. I understand it fully, but I just don't, it's not for my life. Like it's not for my personal bubble, my personal experiences, like it's I'm not shaming you if that's what you want to get down with. Some people like oh. anal sex. You know what I'm saying? It is like I'm just putting something out there. It feels good to them. They think it's great. They have figured out all of the ways in which it works for them. There are some people who think it is awful and it feels terrible. And, and that doesn't mean that they are shaming you because you can get down with it. It just means they can't get down with it. Okay, well, now that we've gotten that squared away, um, and it's not, <laughs> again, it's not our intention to, uh, <laughs> to shame anyone. If you felt shamed, that was not our, no. our, our goal. Um, and I'm open Never. to conversation. If you would like to continue to have it, feel free. Y'all know, y'all know how oh, to reach yeah. me. Um, but as I was saying, I forgot what I was saying, but. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh, I was saying that, like, especially within the context of a marriage, um, infidelity is not something that's just kind of like, oh, you know, well, it happens, um, at least as far as Takia is concerned. Um, so that was the first issue that I had with the meme. The second thing is, um, why is it that we all have to, like, I don't know, we tend to polarize things, right? So, like, Oh, I lost my train of thought. We just we polarize things and we've made we've made the women because, you know, it's like they didn't let a little cheating ruin their marriage. And it's like little cheating. They didn't let. I don't know. Oh god, I'm all turned around. No, no, you're right. That no, that's stupid. Like that's the actually when you sent me that that was the first thing that made me roll my eyes to the back of my head was when that thing said they didn't let a little cheating What are you talking about right now? Like, what are you even saying to me right now? You didn't let a little cheating get in the way. You see, you you ain't let that little girl get in the way of your relationship. I can't stand stuff like that. Even with some older women when they come to you and they'd be like, it's okay. Like, you know how men do. No, stop making excuses for for like, stop doing that. Like we're all adults and we're all responsible to, to, for controlling our impulses and making decisions that are in our best interest. And when we fail to do that, then there are consequences no matter what. If I run a red light and the police pull me over, I got to pay the ticket. There are consequences. And that's just the bottom line. That's what I was trying to say. Um, I felt like I got all turned around in my speech. But it's fine. I'm sorry. That's pretty much, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> I'd be interested to know what you guys think about this, uh, especially since Tiny and T.I. have called off their divorce. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, they have. I saw that Listen. Coming. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, Big Daddy. It's fine. State Whatever night. they want. It's totally cool. <laughs> um it's I mean they got mad kids together like it's it's just one of those things where it's like yes he thoroughly embarrassed that's what you, I sis. would have like, to struggle with like, you I, got me out here looking I, crazy that, 
that's really honestly you probably out here looking crazy like, that nigga told on the show on their show that nigga said you are a burden you are a, you are a burden yeah. i feel like i can be a lot further along without you i feel like my you without are, you. you are impeding my success <laughs> i don't need you i'm gonna give you a hindrance car. to my right like forward so, movement i mean and then we go from there she was able to get over it though. God bless her. There's going to be a star in Tiny's crown for that. She is going to bust heaven wide open yeah, because sure. the Lord is still working on me. I don't know if I'm ready. Let me tell you something. A nigga He's hung up on me this week. Heavy. And let me tell you, let oh! me tell you, who won't be calling ever again? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I hope there's time for the echo behind that because when I say that from my belly, I mean it. Oh, you mad? You hung up on me. Wait a minute. Please be advised that you will never like, have to worry about me calling you ever again. Hung up the phone on you. We were on Facetime. Yo, get. We was on yo, Facetime, give me that and that nigga, he's gonna say because I feel like I know how his little mind works now. I feel like he's little gonna say mind. I didn't hang up on you because I told you I talked to you later. But like he was just like I talked to you later. Bye, and hung up. Like he didn't give me a chance to respond. So I yeah. I was sitting here yeah. for I sat here on the bed staring in space for about 15 minutes. I was just like this nigga just hung up on me. He just he hung up. He hung up mm. on me. I can say that I'm growing because Takia of yesteryear would have called him 72,000 times. I would have left messages and texts and all kinds of things. Yeah. But Takia to today to was to just like, ex. bet, bet, bet. Because what I, what I know, what yeah, I you know me, nigga? is that the nigga like, will call me again. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. The nigga's going to call you again. It's going to be a little while, but the nigga's going to call you again. And guess what? You ain't got nothing for. Listen, fresh out. You ain't, I ain't got nothing for you, bro. I wouldn't be asking. You will never hear my voice again unless you tune into Getting Grown every Tuesday. I wouldn't be as upset. <laughs> I wouldn't be as upset as if we've had this conversation before. Not necessarily, I don't know what we were talking about, but I was talking about another issue that he had with another person and he was complaining because somebody hung up on him and he was like, that's so childish. Like, I hate when people hang up on That's so, so childish. Like, I couldn't believe she yeah. did that because... I'm an adult hey, and we can always have too? a conversation like adults. And this nigga hung up. And it wasn't even like we was fighting. Like we wasn't having like a, there was no beef. Like he, I probably just said something he ain't like, which is fair because you know, I'm fluent in sarcasm. <laughs> fluent. My, it's, I'm, I'm yeah, good at it. I don't know. He probably felt some kind of way and that's fine. He's entitled. But what you, but don't, you don't do hang is hang up the phone on me. Nope. Control okay. your actions. Control your <laughs> actions. And it, oh, niggas love to do things. They love to be upset about stuff that they do all the time. I just That's pray and I wish him all the best. I wish him Godspeed in his life. I pray that he finds whatever it is the Lord has for him. But he don't have to worry about hearing from me. Nah, nah, never again. You don't get to hang up on me twice, my nigga. Like picture that. Really, truly. Um, picture me like picture me like i don't know it would be like it's, it doesn't even matter i just couldn't believe it but anyway 
I'm saying that Tiny Tiny might be a Christian. She might be saved and sanctified and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. Because if she is able she is. to look beyond all of the things that, that Clifford Harris Ooh. has put her through in public, on the World Wide Web, on television, everywhere, everywhere. Listen, Kim Kardashian. I, uh, he told you you were a distraction. Listen, well, I think that's it for Kitchen Table Talk. He allowed you to get that butt job. And let you get them white people eyeballs in your head. Child. Like, he said that Listen. shit was cool. I, Yo, he had you out here looking a whole fool of ass. But you know, yeah. to each his no own. No shame, right? I mean, that's <laughs> gonna make it. No shame. No shame. No shame. No shame. No shame. No shame. Honestly. Truly. It's time for the honesty box. Oh, they do it. Hey, so I guess I'll read this week's honesty box. It says, praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him. Some people hate it. I love it. That's fine. We do too. Just call me Cayenne. No, but seriously, I love you ladies. The inspiration that you are and that you provide is so necessary in my life and clearly that of many others. Please keep pushing. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening all the time. Thanks, boo. Now on to the real. I have had too many conversations with my lifelong BFF about a very close friend of hers that displays very bad parenting habits. I've not been blessed to be anyone's mama in my 33 years thus far, but that is a bond that they share. While my BFF is very outspoken and downright rude at times, she's even reluctant and has had reservations on whether or not she should address the issues. This chick's kids are just damn terrible. Cursing, completely ignoring her directions, you know baby kids behaviors all day. The kicker is that she is at a point where her husband's children may need to come live with them and my BFF has expressed the bias she displays when dealing with each set of children. She swears his kids are terrible and treats them as such. Now my homegirl is asking me, do I tell her about herself? We love the kids and have seen and experienced child abuse of our own and it just doesn't feel right to let her continue on with this BS without holding the light up to her face. What say you, my sisters, Cayenne? Mm. Yeah, I'm um, going to go ahead and let my sis answer that first. Well, my first inclination is this, I feel like this might be a, a wonderful occasion for you to ask yourself, is this my business? That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I think that I hear you and I have great respect for your concern for the children involved because... Naturally, we don't we don't ever want to put children or we don't ever want to stand out of by in a situation where children are not being um, properly cared, properly for. cared for. But at the same time. Um, the level of influence that we would have in, in being like peripheral to this to the to this situation, I think it's it's might be you know, worth our, worth our time to consider, you know, whether it will be worthwhile, um, to say something. Um, and if you say something, what would you say? So, right. Um, the question is, the question you asked us is your home girl who is friends with the bad quote unquote bad mother. Um, your homegirl is asking you if you should tell her friend about herself. Um, 
I don't know. I have to be honest. I don't know that I would insert myself into this situation. Right. Um, especially as someone who doesn't have children. If you want to talk to your friend, you can say, you know, she would probably encourage her to do what is what you know um, feels right in her heart. Maybe as a mom and as someone who's actually close to the quote unquote bad mother. I don't know how else to refer to this lady. I don't want to keep calling her a bad mother, but <laughs> that's what she said. Quotes around it. Yeah. Um, I think that I would encourage her to do, you know, to do. That's her friend. So, you know, she knows her friend. She knows the situation. And I would just encourage her to pray <laughs> and seek direction <laughs> on how to broach this conversation. Um, if, it, if it's a conversation that even she needs to have. Because I think, right. I, I mean, you could probably speak to this better. But, you know, parenting and advice about children. and how you, That's, you know, that's very, very murky waters. This sticky business. Let me tell you something. Uh, you, My last Parents don't like to hear people... <laughs> Here, uh, a lot of times parents are, are are leery or reluctant to receive advice advice about their parenting from people who don't know them or don't know their children. Um, and you can establish a boundary and say, you know, if you don't want to be around them kids, these bad kids, you can't do that. You can't you say, you know, you don't have to. Um, and you can't enforce a boundary when the kids are with you, as far as you're concerned. Like, you know. You can tell the kids don't curse around me, all that other stuff, but that's you specifically. But right. your question to us was, should you tell your friend if she should say something to the children? And I just feel like there's some degrees of separation here. <laughs> and I don't know if this is your business at all. You could just. Kind it's of- <laughs> not. Uh, it's not. And, 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 and this is all in all love, sis. It's not your business. It's not really even your friend's business. Because here's the thing. How are these kids being bad impacting either one of your lives? You know what I'm saying? It's like you ain't got to live in the house with them. You ain't got to pay none of that lady's bills. You ain't got to pay none of them kids bills. You're not responsible for raising them. And I am fully aware of the entire it takes a village. You know what I'm saying? But I also think that you have um, there's a an understanding that friends have. Uh, with each other and certain relationships that they have, my friends know my expectations of my kid. So if we're in a situation such as Thanksgiving last year and Noah's standing on top of Crystal's coffee table, Mm -hmm. Crystal knows it's absolutely fine to be like, get down off of that coffee table. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Get down off of there. But um, I think that if, uh, yeah, I mean, if if you don't want the kids to curse around you, if you don't like being around the kids, then don't be around the kids. You know what I'm saying? If that means you can't hang out with the lady, then, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. People's parenting styles is so different. I know parents who let their kids curse all in through their house and say, you know, cursing is just words. And, you know, this is what we allow. And then there are other parents who are like, no, it's not appropriate. You can't do it. Stop it. You know, that's not right for you to say. And I'm not saying either one is wrong and either one is right. But people have their own styles. And if this lady's already defensive about her kids, where she's like, my kids are fine, my kids are okay, and it's not it's not affecting your life or your friend's life, if I were you, I might just mind my own business. I mean, and if you feel absolutely compelled, like, I mean, because you did, you use the word abuse, so I don't know what you've seen. Yeah, that, no, that adds, that adds a different layer. And you use the word abuse, I don't know what you've seen, the differences she makes between her children and her husband's children, um... 
So I will say this. If you feel compelled to say something because there's a situation where these children are not safe uh, and you do do and you do that, I think that you just should be prepared for the relationship to be dissolved. <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. I mean, just if you say what you got to say, say it and let that be the end of it. But if she then, you know, uh, gets defensive and goes off the hook on you and y'all are no longer able to be cool just know that that's a very real possibility um but as far as like inserting yourself into this if it were me and if i had the opportunity to stay out of it i probably would given i I had no like actual knowledge that the children involved are not safe in, in any way shape form or fashion yeah, I think that's the main thing that you have to consider. You have to consider the children's safety. And if that safety is not in jeopardy, it, it gets it gets real tough trying to discuss trying to discuss how people should raise their children or what they should do with their kids. Um, again, as it pertains to the situation with the husband's kids coming in, you know, if it is if it's to the point where she is really mistreating children, then uh, then you can t- maybe say something or maybe the friend can say something. You know what I'm saying? Because the mistreatment of children, we should never stand by and watch that. But I don't know. This is a, this is a, uh, <laughs> I just, abuse adds a different layer onto it. But the per, the first part of it, I'm like, I, y'all might want to, y'all might want to not. And then that's the husband's kids. How does the husband, we don't know how the husband's reacting to this. Does he see the difference? Like it's his place really to speak up for his kids, to be perfectly honest. What do you think? I agree. And I just feel like even if you were, if, I don't know. I just, I ask like, there's a lot of room here for somebody to ask you, like if you were to say something, even if you were to report it, if there is an issue of abuse and you were to actually report it, it may like, People are going to ask you how you know this information and what it has to do with you. Um, so you may be sticking your neck out in a way that you might not want to. But I, I listen, like I said before, prayer works. I think that we should all just pray <laughs> for all the parties involved and ask the Lord to help us to know what is our responsibility to do. And then those things that are not our responsibility, just leave that up to him. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I deserve Black woman self-care. I know we didn't do it last week. I didn't do it last so week. But. but we back because it is important for us to take care of ourselves. Um, I can go first, sis. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So my black woman self-care this week. Um, I have two of them, actually. One, I did not buy breakfast or lunch out one time this entire week. Nice. Uh, I went to the store. I made sure that I had food for both breakfast and lunch, uh, not only to make sure that I'm watching what I'm eating, but also just to be responsible with money financially. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense to be spending $25, $30 a day between breakfast and lunch. So... I did not uh, purchase it at all. I made sure that I took my breakfast every day this week that I went to work or I ate at home. And I did the same thing with my lunch. Um, And we did really good with dinner, too, this week. But my other one, my, like, very, very personal one, is I went and bought my Fenty Beauty. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you, sis. I was very excited to do so. It happened on a whim. Um, I have more to purchase but 
I was like, all right, let me go get like a couple of little basics. So I went and got the foundation, the concealer. And I just got off the train. I was waiting for a friend. There was a Sephora right there. It was like, oh, this is supposed to happen right now. And it was in a white neighborhood. So I figured they weren't going to run out of what I needed. They was always going to have your so, shades. Never going to you, run out. Just whatever so I, so I walked into the Sephora I went straight to the thing and I was like alright so I'm here to match my Fenty Beauty and they were all excited alright yeah let's match the Fenty Beauty so I got the concealer I got the um, the foundation I am a 300 Yikes. for those that want to know I am a 300 it's fine at least I made the threes <laughs> uh, and got my little concealer stick and then I got one of the little highlighter palette double palette joints Something chic, street chic, chic chic, something. What? Yeah. Oh my god. A street chic or freak chic, chic freak. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the little highlighter shimmer double joint okay. I got. All right. It's lit. This is up. And then my concealer was sand. Of course it is. Yeah. That's right. What about yours? What'd you do this week? I have not been taking care of myself as a black woman. I literally not, have nothing. It's not what this is about. It's not, but <laughs> I just have to be honest. I didn't want to make anything up. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, truly. I've not. That's um, fair. You said you went and got a shape up. Uh, I guess. <laughs> That's self-care. Okay. You got a pedicure, a manicure. No. Did you sit down and read a book? No. Did you eat something you wanted? <laughs> okay, well... No. All right. Uh, well, that was Black Woman Self Care this you had, week. Yeah, too. So that's what's up. I one for you, one for me. That's fine. I gave you a laugh. I sent you a picture of my shade. Girl. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Your response was disrespectful. Okay. Moving <laughs> right along to I the petty piece. I said. You said, Bwah. I did because it was funny. Your, your stand. Your sand, your uh, your shade was sand. I thought I thought that was apropos. Just, like why I always like y'all can't give us nothing. Like we can't have some. You can't pretty up the the nothing. We get bisque and sand. Come on, give us something. Give us like a. I don't know. The colors are representative. Like they represent the the actual. That's what the color is. The color of sand. The color of bisque. Like we don't have like. Like there are not more beautiful things that are of khaki nature. <laughs> that's a question for for the Lord. That's not for oh, me to determine. All right, I got some. We got some things to discuss. Moving along to the petty peeves, and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P e to the t t y, honey. It's time for petty peeves. That we gonna correct. pass the peeves like we used to do. So, I'm going to read a listener's petty peeve this week because it resonated with me. Hello, Jade and Kia. I'm writing in today to share my petty peeve. In honor of cold and flu season quickly approaching, I want to give the world a gentle reminder. Please cough and or sneeze into your sleeve or elbow, not your hands 
While at work one day, this man had the nerve to sneeze directly in his hands. He then proceeded to hand me his credit card to pay for his transaction. The disrespect. Sir, you honestly expected me to touch your card and get your nasty white germs you sneezed into your hands. I have too much going on and do not have time nor the coins to be sick and missing the days of work behind your inconsiderate buffoonery. Please do not be one of these people and practice proper hygiene. Thanks for reading and I'm a huge fan of the show. Signed, Alex. Thank you, Alex. I'm sick right now. First of all, there's a couple things here. I agree with you 1000%. S- your sleeve, your your elbow, like the crevice of your arm, in your shirt, cough and sneeze in those things. Not when you sneeze in your hands, you are touching stuff. It's disgusting. I don't understand why people think that that is not passing along the germs. Um also, when you're sick, stay away from work don't send your sick kids to school and don't come to work sick spreading your germs like that's disgusting you're doing the whole the whole place a disservice and you're doing a whole bunch of families a disservice when you send your sick kids to school no it was sick last week and guess what even though it was the what second week of school i had to keep her home I'm like, no, I'm not getting ready to subject somebody else's kids to her cold. Like, that's gross. I'm going to keep her home. I'm going to get her better than I'm going to send her to school. You know what I'm saying? A little residual runny nose. I get that. But when your kids are full-blown sick, man, keep them at home. If you're sick, stay at home from work. Work from home. Do what you got to do. But you are not benefiting anybody, including yourself, when you take your sick face out into the world, spreading your germs about. I sprayed one of my coworkers in the face with some hand sanitizer spray today. Well, not today, but this week. We were sitting down to a meeting, literally sitting down to the meeting, just kind of like speaking my hello. Hey, how's everybody doing? She's like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, fighting this stomach bug. Girl, nobody has time. Don't come. How are you going to come in, in this office with your bubble guts and talking about you, uh, you got a stomach bug? I'm just fighting the no. stomach bug. And you literally sitting down across the table from me. We breathe in the same air. So what did I do? I took out my handy dander spray hand sanitizer and I just gave gave the room a little spritz and she just cracked up laughing like (laughs) she was like girl let me tell you what I don't have time to be uh sick Sick. fooling with you like why didn't you just stay home sis and or reschedule the meeting I said the next time you fight in any kind of bug and we have a meeting just send me an email we can reschedule sis don't come in here with your foolishness I would have told her to leave don't come in here with your foolishness and I told my boss when she um when she got up to leave, I was like, before we do anything, I was like, let's get these Clorox wipes and wipe this table down because what we won't be doing is fooling with these germs. Listen, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it at all. You People always come and then they want to come and be like, oh, it's just a little cold or, oh, I don't have any more days. But so, so what? You going to take away my days because you ain't got no more days? It's just not. You need to suffer the consequences and stay your ass at home, but don't bring that shit in here. Ugh. Yes, it's very true. That's a good one. What about you, sis? I found another uh, petty pee from a listener. This one Mm -hmm. is from Jillian. Jillian says, hey, Jaden Kia, let me just start off by saying you are the sunshines of my life. That's why you'll always be around. Stevie Wonder Voice. Yes, Stevie. While I have the mic this evening, I would also like to give honor to God who is the head (laughs) of my life. And without him, I'd be nothing. Moving forward. All the credits. Moving forward. (laughs) Moving forward. I just have one point to make and then I'm going to take my seat and get out of the way on tonight. I want to share a petty peeve with you that is the bane of my existence and, and... Existence. 
whoa, Kia, the bane of my existence <laughs> and currently occurring as I type this email. I hate people who must use their reading light on a night flight. If you are traveling by plane and your flight time is after the hour of 8 p.m., she clapped out each syllable, so I must do it. Keep that damn light off. Today, I worked a full day at my place of business, and I just knew I was going to get at least 23 of my old 40 winks on this little two and a a half hour flight to Atlanta. But to my utter shock and dismay, there are people in 2017 who still utilize that janky ass overhead lighting system (laughs) on an aircraft. I get it. Some people have to work on the go, but this Wi-Fi is spotty at best. That email hasn't even gone through. Please just keep just catch this nap with the rest of us and resume working once we land. P.S. I hope the white man behind me who's all up in my phone as I type this um, if, uh, is reading this. I hope if you are, turn off that light player because I'm writing this about you. Forever your family, Jillian. Thank you, Jillian. You had did that, sis. Now, I will say yeah. I, I don't I don't feel like I turned the light on because I feel like I the light from my laptop itself is adequate if I'm typing. Um, right. And I don't feel like I've I've turned my reading light on, especially on a night flight, but I, I felt, I felt your pain. So that's why I decided to read your, your petty yeah. peeve. It's petty. It's, always it's a petty, couple of them. but it's, it's, it's fine. Speaking of petty, cause I almost forgot. I promised the listeners that I would for the final time oh, ever in my yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them why I do not, why Nicki Minaj owes me money. This actually falls perfectly in line with petty peeves because some XD may call it petty. I don't care. Okay. Because if a nigga impacts my bill paying system, you owe me money. So once upon a time, I used to work at a restaurant in the village. It was one of Nicki Minaj's favorite restaurants. She would frequent it quite often. My husband's seen her on a number of occasions. There were multiple times she used to come in with, uh, I was about to call the nigga Mendeecees. Safari? Uh, what's his name? Safari. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Lots of ease. Um, Safari would come in holding her purse. But anyway, I digress. Um, so one particular night, there was an event happening. You know, lots of stuff goes on here. And her, they called. She wanted, the, she wanted our restaurant. So they called and they said, listen. Nikki wants to come. She wants to bring a group of people. Can you have all of this prepared? She wants to close the restaurant down. You know, it is what it is. All right, cool. They're going to come in this amount of time. We prepared everything, shut the restaurant down, stopped taking tables, had to turn people away, send everybody out. Like the people who were eating, we let them finish and, and do all of that. But then they had to go afterwards. We didn't let anybody come in. Got all this liquor, all this stuff, got all ready for her. They keep calling. They keep pushing it back. We're going to be there in 30 minutes. We're going to be there in 30 minutes. We're going to be there in 30 minutes. We're going to be there in 10 minutes. Shut the restaurant down. Five hours before it closes. Okay? And five. they said they were five minutes away. And then an hour later, they called and said they were not coming. I lost out on five to six hours of income because Nicki Minaj decided she didn't want to eat there no more after she asked for the entire spot to be shut down. And I used to walk out of there on a Tuesday night with a smooth $600 on my own on a slow night. So you 
have impacted my budget for the week and how I pay my rent. And therefore, until I am paid what I owe, Nicki Minaj owes me money and I can't rock with her like that. Now, if she was to hear this, knowing her, she would probably say, get over here and try to throw $500 at me. And um, I would take it. It would she would she would then, you know, have paid me what I owe. So I'll take it. I would have to fight her physically for throwing money at me. But that's another scenario. Maybe she wouldn't throw money at me. I know that she owes me money, though, and I stand by that firmly. And until she pays what she owes. I'm going to forever be a hater. There you have it. That's Um, why Nicki Minaj owes me money. Well, amen. I'm sure that the listeners who were waiting for that story uh, feel better. They feel better. They're probably very disappointed. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what they were expecting, but I don't either. To God be the glory. Um, she didn't borrow money from me once upon a time, but she did take money out of my pockets and my weekly budget, and it was a big chunk. And I'm sure that it has impacted. You know, one little one little thing can change the course of how your life goes. So I probably struggled that week and a whole bunch of bad shit happened to me. And so she got to give me my money. I'm not I'm not in I'm not in uh, dispute or disagreement about this at all. I actually thank you. That is a valid, valid uh, concern. Yes. Thank you, sis. You're welcome. Uh, And thank you to everyone who has uh, tuned in for this week's episode of Getting Grown. Please remember to. Share, like, listen, subscribe, tell your friends, call your auntie, tell everybody but my mama. Um, And all the uh, information, contact information for shout out to my sis will be in the description box as well as the link to donate um, in the support of services for Zaire Kelly. Um, Again, um, much love and respect to his family. Um, yes. And all those impacted uh, by his tragic, tragic, tragic death. Um, shout out to Jessica. Shout out to Zanette. Shout out to the entire family. Love you guys. And um, yeah, I think that's all we My got. Condolences. Oh, Atlanta, October twenty sixth. I'm 22nd. I'm going to be there um, for the culture catering is coming with a pop up for you. So you can uh, find the link in the description box as well. Um, you can also check out For the Culture Catering on Instagram. The link is in the description box on how you can purchase tickets. Three courses, three custom Georgia moonshine cocktails. Um, so it's going to be lit. It's called the Dopest Dinner Party. So I can't wait to see you all there. You got money. No, sis. All right, then, y'all. Y'all stay black and protect your magic. Uh, shout out, hopefully... I don't know. We recorded a little early this week, but I'm hoping that uh, hashtag take a knee is the thing that sweeps the nation. I'm looking and excited to see what uh, Sunday football is going to give today. Especially now. Especially now. Especially now. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Also, keep the emails coming. Thanks to everyone who's sending uh, suggestions for kitchen table talks, and honesty boxes and all that good stuff. Keep sending them. It's getting grown. Yes. Uh, getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, Y'all uh, be good. Remember to drink your water, uh, mind your business, and uh, moisturize because your black will always crack, especially if it's dry. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.